I'm ready to take the next step. I'm ready for a university that will help me advance in my education and career. A university that will make me feel supported and connected. I'm ready for ODU Online. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today. Five-Hour Tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go, to the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five-Hour Tea, caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight from the makers of Five-Hour Energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com. What's up, everybody? This is Dane Thompson from Around the Association, the podcast, and this is the weekend wrap-up edition of the show. And yes, we kind of changed theme music up a little bit. You know, sometimes you got to switch things up to, you know, try to spice up some things. So for the next uh, few few minutes or so, we're going to talk everything all NBA with um, recapping everything you missed over the last, what, 48 hours in the NBA. And it was really a very interesting 24 hour, 40 hours in the entire league. You had... In a stretch of games, you had the Golden State Warriors lose on Saturday night, which was the biggest story of the weekend. Um, the Warriors played the Houston Rockets on national television. The Rockets didn't have James Harden, who was ill, wasn't playing. He got sick not before, sometime on Friday, sometime going to Saturday, and he was out. Going on national television, on the road, the Rockets, without the, the league's probably MVP of the league of the season, going into Golden State and literally dominating from start to finish. They were up at one point, I think, as much as 18-3 to in the first quarter, and they just literally put their foots to the neck of the Golden State Warriors at home. And the game, Chris Paul says that in two or three days, we're not going to remember. Well, let's just say this. This just shows how good the Rockets have been, one, two, and how good the Rockets could be. Because over the last month, James Harden, over, over the last 31 plus games, James Harden has been on a streak that we haven't seen since Wilt Chamberlain. We're talking like 30, over 30 points a game in 30, in 31 consecutive games. And you go into a game when you don't have your best offensive weapon, going against a team with the most offensive weapons in the NBA on the road. And Chris Paul was just magical getting the ball in the hands of everybody. Eric Gordon, I think, had 25 points in the game, knocked down some huge three-pointers um, throughout the uh, – knocked down some huge three-pointers. And they got contributions from everybody. And guess what? They beat the Warriors on the road. Now, what does this mean in context because we're getting into March? Well, games like this are – I'd say they're, they're, they're tone setters. Because we all saw last year how much of a difference Chris Paul made in that Golden State series last year. When Paul goes out in Game 5, gets hurt at the end of Game 5, they couldn't win Game 6 and Game 7, up three games to two. If, if we all know Chris Paul plays any of those two games, the way the momentum was going, especially Game 6 going back into Houston, 
who knew if the Warriors would be at the place where they are right now talking about a three-peat? Well, on top of that, the you know the Warriors just kind of shot themselves in the foot. They kind of played down to their opponents, and they didn't look like the team that is favorites to win the championship. Now, we all have nights like that, and the real question is, can you beat them four out of seven times? Look, in any stretch, in any concept of basketball knowledge, the Houston Rockets about James Harden could not beat the Golden State Warriors four times in seven games. It's one of those one of those, one of those rare runoff occurrences where Steve Kerr's team was ill prepared and played down to the opponent. But this does show a few things. Number one, the Rockets does have some kind of depth, and two, the Rockets are now getting healthy. Clint Capella's back in the lineup. You know, Kenny Free has just been a not. I'm not going to say a refreshing taste, but this is the Kenny Free that we've been seeing for years. Just the fact that he was stuck in a situation with Denver, they were going in a different direction, and Brooklyn were. He wasn't used for some strange reason, but it is what it is. And now he's in a situation with Houston that he's getting minutes. He's he's actually playing really, really good basketball. He's looking like the Kenny Freed that got that humongous contract in Denver in the first place. And we all know Houston can shoot the basketball. They have a ton of guys who can shoot it. And P.J. Tucker has turned to one of the best corner three-point shooters in the entire league because he leads the NBA in that category. You give Chris Paul that Chris Paul the reins his offense, and when James Harden doesn't have to go James Harden, it makes the game easier. You saw how many wide open looks that the Rockets have with Chris Paul on the floor. Just imagine when James Harden is out there and those guys are hitting those shots, and the Rockets can how much more dangerous the Rockets can be against the against the Warriors in a series like that. So when we're talking about teams in the Western Conference that have made the impact all season or can make one going down the road as we get towards April. We talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder, and we'll get to them in just a second. You talk about the Denver Nuggets, you know, who I'll get to in a second as well, too, because they're the second-best team in the, in the Western Conference. But let's not forget the Houston Rockets were the best team in the Western Conference throughout the regular season last year. And, you know, they had a chance. But, but one of the better teams in the regular season last year, um, rephrase that. And they were that close from being where they're supposed to be. Flip side of things. Yes, let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Paul George on on Friday night, him and Russell Westbrook were phenomenal. I mean, Paul George looked more and more like an MVP candidate, and Russell Westbrook was just being Russell Westbrook when they took care of the Utah Jazz on Friday, but then turned right back around and then lose to the Sacramento Kings on Saturday. Let's not get this twisted. The Thunder are going to be a problem in the playoffs. They added Markeith Morris, and when they get um, when they get Markeith Morris healthy, he's going to be another huge piece to the equation out in Oklahoma City because he brings another toughness, a guy who can knock down shots, a guy who's not going to back down to the Warriors in any type of series. But what we, one thing we do, one thing people forget to realize is that without Andre Roberson, it's going to be a complete, it's going to be a challenge. Now, Morris can't play defense and play the, the interior five, but when you get down to those nitty-gritty series, like I said, the Warriors and the Rockets, where you have dominant guys on the perimeter, they need Andre Roberson back. And you can tell while watching the Kings game that because the Kings were getting a lot of shots, you know, that they normally don't get. Um, you look at how Buddy Yield and Bojan Banyanovic can fire away from outside. And without that perimeter defender, it makes Paul George have to play both ways. And to be honest with you, the Thunder retired back to back. You know, it's just, it's, it happens those games. So, but let's just say is the Thunder, when the Thunder at their best, you saw on Friday night, Paul George literally in a double overtime game, which is one of the best games in the, the, the season, by the way. So, and they've had, they've been some really good ones this week, but this might be the best game all season. George hit that, that teardrop floater over uh, outstretched Rudy Gobert. 
How many times do we ever say over and outstretched Rudy Gobert in a non-block shot situation? It's very, very rare. Denver Nuggets this weekend. Um, they solidified now a game behind the Golden State Warriors by just, you know, throttling the, the, the LA Clippers on Sunday. But the Western Conference race is getting more and more interesting. This might not be the cakewalk that we're all thinking for Golden State to get to the finals. The Warriors, yes, they have the most talent. Yes, they do have five healthy, or healthy have five all-stars in the starting lineup, but Denver passes the ball very well. Paul Millsap was just everywhere on Sunday Sunday night against the Clippers. He was everywhere. Take away the 21 points and 16 rebounds. I think Mike Malone said in postgame, he had 18 shots where he contested. 18 contested shots. That's a huge number when you look at the grand scheme of things, you know, because Millsap is known for being a guy that's very defensive, that can do different things when it comes to switching, when it comes to guarding people. He can guard a lot of twos, he can guard a lot of threes, he can go a lot of fours because of he's he's at that age where he's just extremely smart. He might not have the foot speed he used to, but he's extremely a smart defender. And the and a team like Denver, we all know can score. You need as many smart and versatile guys on the defensive as possible. And they scored 120 some 120 plus points today. Will Barton only had like three points today. That should tell you something. You know, we all know if you watch Will Barton enough, Will Barton will catch fire in a second. So the more different options you have when Will Barton's not scoring makes things a lot easier. The Western Conference is a little bit more top-heavy. Now, we switch over things to the East. The East have a lot of interesting things Interesting things going on in the East. We saw the Orlando Magic over the weekend blow out, and I say blow out the Toronto Raptors on Sunday who did not have Kawhi Leonard. Even without Kawhi Leonard, the Raptors were, I think, were 13-3 and or 13-4 and without Kawhi going into today's game. And let's... Let's, let's call a spade a spade. The Orlando Magic is probably one of the highest teams in the NBA. They've won eight of their last 10 games. Ever since the loss to the Thunder, which in a game they could have won, they lost by six um, a couple weeks ago, the Magic have been on a tear. They've won eight out of 10. They should have won Friday night against Chicago. Against Chicago. And the stre- and the stretch of games, you look in the, in the month of March, they play into the Magic's favor. They literally play, I think, one or two potential playoff teams between the first become between the beginning of February and I think the third week of February. By the time we start getting into the what, the the late part of March, the Magic uh, uh, really they play the Knicks. I think Tuesday they play the Warriors on Thursday in Orlando. If you if you think about things, they play in New York. Actually, play in New York on Tuesday and play in Orlando against the Warriors on Thursday. When you get out of that stretch, the Magic are at a point right now where they're playing winnable games. There might be, there is hope that the Magic could actually be in the playoffs. They just have to win these games. I think they play Cleveland twice. They play the Grizzlies. I think they play the Grizzlies. They play a bunch of teams that are not challenging for the playoffs or not trying to do any type of playoff noise. This is the part of the schedule where the, where the Magic have to win. If they can win, they can pull off another streak, maybe seven out of 10 in this stretch. I'm including them. So starting on Tuesday night, you win seven of the next 10 on top of the fact you won eight of the last 10. That puts you at 15 and five. That puts you right over 500. And if you look at the standings where they are right now, they're only what three games behind Brooklyn. They got a chance of catching six. It takes a hot streak. They have one now. They're a game out of the final playoff spot. You continue the hot streak and you just win games you're supposed to. Chicago should have been won Friday night. You've got to win these games. They didn't make the trade, so they're all in, so you have to do it. Speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets won a huge game on Saturday night. Might have been a controversial fashion, but they beat the Charlotte Hornets in their building. 
at a very interesting end of the game. Hornets fans are a little upset about the fact there was a no call on Kimball Walker. You know, that has Hornets fans really looking simple. The NBA came back and said, yes, it was not a foul on Kimball Walker. After looking at the replay about a good 35 times, I can see it both ways. Most superstars get the call in the situation. Hornets fans are going to say that's the fourth. Uh, I mean, that's another time the Hornets and the referees have not seen eye to eye. But we f- all forget the Hornets allowed D'Angelo Russell to score 12 points in the fourth quarter. And some of those points and those baskets were effortless. Guys not getting back in transition. The one he hit for the game winner could have been called for a moving screen, but there wasn't a guy within at least five feet of D'Angelo Russell before he launched that three-pointer to give them the lead. There are parts where Charlotte just hasn't gotten it done. The defense has let them down once again. You don't give up 117 points at home and expect to win. That's the second time in a 20, in a 48 hour period where the Hornets have given up 40 points to a, to an all-star. They gave up 46 on Friday night to Bradley Beal. They gave up 40 on D'Angelo Russell's birthday. You can call, you can blame the referees all you want to. When you're allowing guys to score 40 points in a game consistently or at any point in time, there's a good chance you're going to lose. And we all know the Hornets don't have that superstar that, that, that thing behind it that's going to get superstar calls. So you have to win games without the referee attempting to help you. That's just what it is. Big shout-outs this weekend to a couple of guys this weekend that hit the 40-point club. We saw Bradley Bill hit 46 on Saturday on Friday night against a uh, losing effort against the Charlotte Hornets. Zach Levine had 42 against the Boston Celtics on Saturday, and uh, Laurie Markin had 35. Uh, the Bulls literally went in and punched the Celtics in the mouth to have this, to have Kyrie Irving, you know, we have to ask Kyrie Irving these questions on a regular basis. But once again, Kyrie is being Kyrie saying, listen, we're not worried. I'm on the team and this is how this is going to work. We're not worried. As long as I'm playing, there's no reason to worry. And Celtics fans, yes, you're right. You're fighting with Boston for four. But really, this might be the best matchup for you. The Sixers might. I don't know if the Sixers can beat you guys in a series. And we all know how much the talent level Boston is. Now, honestly, does Boston want to play Milwaukee around two? Or you want to play Toronto around two? That's just the real question. Right now, Indiana, you know, I know Indiana's one of the hotter teams in the NBA and Indiana's playing some very, very good basketball, very underrated. You know, Wesley Matthews had a great game, had a really, really his best game in a while. I think it was Friday night when they, they won on Friday. Um, and again, I think I want a whole 15 minute podcast without discussing the Lakers. And I think I'll go on a 15 minute podcast without discussing the Lakers. That'll be for another day. So let's give up. Let's get, let's get the plan for the week going on. This is the weekend edition of the show. Uh, I will be back on mm, sometime Monday and we're going to be dropping pods all week. There'll be articles coming out the rest of the week. We're going to be talking a whole bunch of different topics. Yes, I will discuss the Los Angeles Lakers once again on a podcast as LeBron James, um, and his whole situation out there with the Lakers. There'll be talks, uh, this week. I'm talking about Portland later on this week, uh, Oklahoma City. And then we'll just discuss, you know, the week will come across, has the week come across. There'll be always different topics in the league going on. So we are extremely excited for the week going on. So. Here's all the different places you can follow me on social media at Danny number three Thompson on Twitter. Follow around the association on Facebook as well as around the association.com. Please, please, please like share. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. Um, we are on Spreaker, which is the, the posting format and everything else. So leave your comments below. Pass along. It's been a good weekend. In the NBA. You'll catch up my car. Uh, my article come out later on today, which is on Monday. We'll catch you guys later. Peace.
ready to take the next step. I'm ready for a university that will help me advance in my education and career. A university that will make me feel supported and connected. I'm ready for ODU Online. Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today. Wherever you go, however you go, for energy on the go, it's got to be five-hour energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack, fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. Five-hour energy, energy on the go. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com.